Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this electrifying episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I am your host, as per usual, David. First of all, Ted is, uh, he's absent today. He is taking this episode off to, I think, clean his garage. It doesn't fucking matter. He's got the day off, and I am joined by one of my good friends. He is a neighbor. He is a lover of all things well, most things nerdy and geeky. So his his role as guest on this podcast is definitely appropriate and well-deserved. He especially loves video games and comic books. He is a cybersecurity guru. Uh, his job is to like hack people um, to find vulnerabilities. Uh, he works on a, another fucking level that I can only begin to comprehend. So please give it up for Christian. How are you doing good, sir? I'm doing great, but uh, out of that long intro, I was expecting you to say my last name, and it uh, never came to be. Christian Moguganis. <laughs> that, that's how you say it, right? Moguganis. Yes, yeah, sure. Let's I, go with that. I don't know why. And I'm like even doing the, you're Greek, and I'm doing the <laughs> Italian right. like exactly. hand thing. Moguganis. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I mean, yeah. like and Greece. Even and- if I was Italian, that would still be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're better than Italians. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know, you. right? I know nothing about anything that happens overseas. Um, I am so goddamn conceited and stuck <laughs> in my own little world that I, I have no idea what's going on anywhere else. Um, but yes, uh, Christian, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Um, we are, of course, going to be talking about the near future of digital gaming and mm-hmm. all. Uh, well. A lot of the things that it holds. Uh, we're going to talk about the Unreal Engine 5, the the video and, and details that were just released. We're going to talk about uh, a couple other games and, and stuff like that were, were just recently mentioned that they're going to be released. Uh, going to be talking about the two major consoles that we're hopefully expecting this holiday season. Yep. And uh, yeah, and then we're, we're going to wrap it up with our shit that doesn't suck segment as per usual. So um, I, I guess let's, Christian, are you ready to just fucking right. dive right into it? Well, let's do it. Since you uh, talked about the new Unreal Engine, which is amply yeah. aimed five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, the, the video spoke for itself. They really went uh, and redid the whole lighting situation where it mm-hmm. both uses hardware and software to solve the whole ray tracing. And in history, ray tracing is very expensive. So usually uh, most games, well, 99.9 games, unless you have an RTX uh, GPU on a PC, uh, is going to uh, bake lighting in itself. So it's very fake and it's very static. Right. But as the demo showed, they could really adjust things at a whim. And it doesn't really have much of a CPU cost. And that's what made that bit amazing. But what truly got me excited was the way they handle all types of pixels. So Mm -hmm. if you notice the the geometry, what's expensive is um, the more complex a mesh is, so the more detail uh, uh, any object has, the, the harder it is to render. So traditionally, you usually put a high quality asset and then you had to dumb it down and lower the quality to get it to load properly and, uh, you know, fast enough. Right. So now instead, what they did is they have tiny triangles being rendered at a pixel level. So it doesn't really render the mesh. It just uh, 
analyzes it per triangle per pixel. And uh, that basically means that you could put the most expensive asset, something that's so deeply scanned looks exactly like real life, and it won't really cost the GPU and the CPU much to render because the way that it's being rendered through the engine. And that's amazing, not just for the next consoles, but even existing hardware. For example, uh, say that I had the engine today and uh, I was in game development and I decided to make a new game. I could make a game look a lot better than what current AAA games look on the current consoles uh, and at the same time have it available for the PC and the next gen. And all I would have to tune is maybe some lighting. And other than that, the it'll be the same assets, the same way that it renders, because the engine will handle all of that. Hmm. That's uh, that's very very interesting. Um, for for those of you that aren't um kind of clued into what we're talking about, uh, if you and you haven't seen this video, this demo video that was released just a couple of days ago. Uh, pause the podcast. Go just Google Unreal Engine Five, and I'm sure you'll you'll see the YouTube video pretty quickly. Um, it's it's about nine or ten minutes long, and they just demoed uh, all this this cool shit that they worked into this engine, and and so you'll uh, after that you'll kind of be up to speed with some of the things that we're talking about. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you about, Christian, that I mm-hmm. didn't. I, I'm no game developer. I'm not super clued into all the the techie backgrounds <laughs> right yeah uh why triangles like so uh, basically uh, imagine you're trying to fake high quality uh-huh. so uh if you're going to take every uh, pixel every bit of information it's easier if you approximate it and okay. the trick is how do you approximate it so that it still looks as good as the real thing so it's easier to cut it down as a triangle than huh. keep it as a pixel, which is basically a square, a very, very tiny square. So you're taking a fracture, fraction of a pixel of information and you're rendering that per pixel. So here's, a, here's an example. Say that you want to render something that has, let's call it um, uh, 10,000 bits of information of for the verticals or basically any anything uh on the mesh okay Uh, if if you would take a picture from far away and then you blow it up it'll look bad so that's basically a low quality asset if you go really deep in and you take a picture and you import that in it's going to look too big and too expensive by approximating it and, and taking it at the right angle well not angle but uh, taking a picture the right way, it you tr- you need a way of compressing that information, but at the same time you need it to look proper. So cutting it down to a triangle, you're cutting down the amount of information. But because you're doing it per pixel, even if you zoomed in enough, it'll still look amazing. So think of it like a, a way of compressing data without really compressing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. That makes sense. Um, one one thing that definitely caught my attention as far as like the holy shit factor and like also things that I could kind of wrap my brain around mm-hmm. was the like the I think it's pronounced Quixel Megascan assets. Um, they they were saying that there's like there's typically like 
the the video game versions and cinematic versions mm-hmm, used mm-hmm. for um I, I don't know if they meant cinematic as in movies or cinematic so, as in like the the cutscenes from from uh uh from video games but um it sounded pretty impressive to my dumb dumb brain <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, that's basically what they were explaining normally in game development uh, say that I wanted to here. I have a Fanta bottle in front of me. I mm-hmm. wanted to import this Fanta bottle uh, in the game. I would take multiple high resolution pictures. Then I would go into a program and import those. And um, basically, imagine like you have a virtual clay and you clay it out, and then you would superimpose the picture on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll look really good and high quality. But again, to use it in the game, it's very expensive to import this very good looking bottle so by right now and for games what they would do is they would make a version that's for you to look up close a version that looks really low quality that's for you to look for far away and as you're walking up to the the fanta bottle it'll change from a low resolution model to a higher one the closer you get so that's why you get that asset uh, swap and that flicker right. Uh, when you're running fast, for example, and things are coming your way, they'll just flicker out of existence for a fraction of a second and swapped with a higher version of it. But if you don't have a high enough, fast enough drive, and of course the rendering power, it, it looks like a pop-in and looks very poor. Uh, right. Now with the new consoles, because both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox uh, Series X uh, we need to abbreviate that better, but uh, they both have NVMe storage, so the amount of reads and writes is phenomenally faster than a hard drive. Mm-hmm. And I usually, when people go from a, a hard drive to a solid state drive, they say, "Oh my God, the leap is so gigantic." But when we're jumping now from on a console and from a hard drive. To an NVMe solid state, which the NVMe solid state is by itself without any tweaking, uh, about six to twelve times faster. And wow! And when it comes to the PlayStation Five, they've taken it a step up and actually made it really the best creme de la creme of NVMe dri- uh, drives. And on the Xbox side, they're pretty close in reads and writes. Uh, we don't have file numbers, but from the information that we have, they are very close. But mm-hmm. the Xbox is still below it. But what the Xbox has is the ability to add additional uh, storage, something that the PlayStation 5 doesn't have on the right. NVMe side. You right. can put a regular hard drive on a USB and it'll work, but you don't want that for games. You just, you know, maybe for cold storage, but that's about it. So yeah. they both have a, a full piece of technology and just taken a different way. And uh, to go a little bit more in depth, what's even better on the PlayStation 5 is the amount of PCI lanes that it's using to give direct access to the solid state to the CPU uh, is they're they're more than uh, on the Xbox side. So that's why it has a, a little bit more of an advantage. But what that means for layman's terms and gaming, honestly... Uh, the PlayStation 5 loading times are going to be very slightly better than the mm-hmm. Xbox Series X. Okay. But 
not as as big as it would be from a previous generation. Like you're yeah. going to go from a 12 second load time to a two second. And the best part is it's not even the speed that's important. It's the way that it allows developers to now rethink the way that they plan levels. Because right now they have to do it in a very linear way and in a very um, uh, asset swap uh, state. And to make matters worse is because the hard drive and the platters on the hard drive, uh, uh, the way that the uh, pins move within the platters to find data is slow. And more importantly, the further away the data is from where the pins are currently at, it makes load times even worse. So what game developers have been doing is kind of cheating the system Uh by say that you have, and I'm making up numbers now, uh, say that you have 50 gigabytes worth of uh, uh, data that you wanted to to find. Um, In reality, out of that 50, you only need about 5 to 10 but they copy the assets over and over again to this one large file right? in the hopes that wherever the drive uh, is, what, what it's seeking at uh, is going to be closer to that repeating asset so that you could load it slightly faster. See, stuff like that no longer has to happen. So it, it really, it sounds like you're a fucking game developer from the amount of knowledge <laughs> that you have, like considering you're, you're actually in cybersecurity. Have have you done any like, game development that uh, I like I, hardware? That's all. I, uh, okay. When I like something, I research <laughs> the ish out of it. Yeah, uh, that is that. It, well, that was clear to me before tonight. But um, yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll definitely get to whenever we approach talking talking about uh, the PlayStation Five and the uh, the Xbox Series X. We'll we'll go into a little bit more detail, um, but. Uh, is there anything, uh, anything else that you want to touch on with the Unreal Five, uh, uh, Unreal yeah. Engine Five, uh, before so, we kind of push forward? Two things. Number one, okay, I want to play the game they were showing. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looked like Tomb Raider. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's a tech demo, so it's not a real game, right? But, yeah, but it looked beautiful. Time, <laughs> it did. It absolutely did. But even if it was that, uh, so uh, it's a, it was a game slice. So. Even if they were going to make it into a game, it, they they would have only made this specific slice that we saw. But that right. slice, I'd like to play it over and over again, especially when she's <sighs> running around and jumping through buildings and seeing the transition. Oh, my God. Move. Like, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps right now just, like, thinking about it. And, and like, the, the part where she was squeezing in between those the, the two mm-hmm. rock walls that were really close, like, and it got, got really close. Yeah. I you could know tell. What was, what was cool the, about that? Sorry, Do what? finish on and then I'll tell you what was cool about that scene. So uh, first I could kind of understand what they were talking about with the, um, the asset distribution where, you know, things get better looking um, to the, the objects that need to be better looking and, and two like it looked fucking real. Like it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it, it was so close to looking like real life. I was like, it's, it's on a whole nother level. Um, uh, that, that I've, I've never seen before. And it made me, I think this is the first time I've ever wanted to buy a con, a brand new console when it, when it comes out, like usually I'm like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, let, let, you know, the other people get it and I'll, I'll pick up the console six months or or nine months later. Uh, but this is like just this small demo. (laughs) Sure. So the engine comes out next year. 
And yes, that, I did see that. What that means is that uh, AAA development tends to be uh, be uh, about four to six years. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to see a AAA game using that engine for right. a long time. Yeah, now, I'm and I'm cool with that. I mean, I. I got time. Uh, I, I, and like I said, I typically pick up consoles and games a little bit later, um, due to, you know, different issues. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool with me. And I'm the opposite of that. I will bribe (laughs) and murder anybody, uh, in order to get a day in advance. Right. One of the crazy people you would see, um, I mean, uh, funny story. So, uh, more, more than a few consoles, I had uh, a police escort to bring me in so I could pick them up <laughs> first. And that was back in New York when I actually knew people. Did you, uh, So you requested a police escort? No, no. So uh, uh, here's, okay, I'll give you uh, an example of the Xbox 360. Okay. On the Xbox 360, just like on the PS3, people were sleeping weeks in advance outside of Best Buys. Right, right. And meanwhile, I had a friend, uh, that, well, uh, a market manager from Best Buy that um, guaranteed me the first Xbox 360 sold. And okay. uh, at the same time, because everybody was waiting and I was not waiting in line, I literally just walked up two minutes before they opened the store, went first in. And uh, they knew uh, how, that people how would pissed were those people. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be pissed too. They had every right to be pissed. Right. Uh, so um, l- luckily uh, <laughs> my friend uh, was smart enough in advance to have a police escort take me <laughs> uh, to the front, pick it up, pay for it. And to my car. So you uh, don't get knifed in the process. Exactly. <laughs> Although what's funny is that people were yelling, I'll pay you double for it. <laughs> what? If I was smart, I would have sold. But no, no, I'm, I'm too much of a gamer to, to do that. In so, fact, uh, when the PS3 uh, was early on, uh, the fat PS3 uh, mm-hmm. was going for crazy for thousands of dollars online. I had one, and again, one of the first ones in, similar uh, story, but this time it wasn't Best Buy. Uh, I took it home, and my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, was uh, saying, you're going to sell it, right? <laughs> and for the first time in my life, I maybe took five minutes to think about it. Uh-huh. And of course, I opened it and played it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, um, but five minutes, I, I had my doubts, but no. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this is how it worked for that line at Best Buy, but when the Wii was about to be released, mm. I was working at uh, Target at the time. I was working mm. back in the uh, the Food Avenue place right right across from Starbucks where they serve like the pretzels and the shitty hot dogs and all that crappy food um but people started lining up i think on monday for the console to be released on friday and Mm. they were quote-unquote nice enough to give out tickets because they took an inventory of how many consoles they would have in stock come friday and they gave that amount of tickets out to people that were standing in line that way Mm. the people like say that lined up on Tuesday um, that they were already too late, that there was too many people in front of them yeah. to, to that they weren't going to get a consult. They would know that they, they wouldn't and have to waste, waste their, their time. time. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
uh, do, uh, but those people that did get a ticket, uh, they, they still had to wait in line of, you know, they, they couldn't like go home and then come back on Friday. Mm. Uh, do you know if that's how it was working at that Best Buy or no, was it like no. a true first no, come first serve? It was serve? true. There was people camping out there for crazy. Ugh. Yeah. I can... That Best Buy basically everywhere in New York. Uh huh. And, um, so speaking of the Wii, uh, I think my favorite story, and, uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, okay. but my favorite story was actually picking up the Wii. Uh, day one in Times Square, the very first Wii that was released, that's where they gave it. Unfortunately, I wasn't the first, but I had a, I have an excellent story and I'm happy not to be the first. So, uh, just like always, uh, there were people lining up in advance and uh, uh, Toys R Us in Times Square was a, a big deal. Uh, they uh-huh. had actually closed all of Times Square for this event. Right. And uh, a block in New York, in Manhattan, is not your average block. We're talking about, you know, six or seven normal blocks. That's a single block there. Right. And uh, they there were, the line was going up basically a good four or five New York blocks all the way around wow. come back in. And uh, I, I didn't go days in advance on that one. Uh, but uh, at the same time, they didn't let people stay days in advance. Mm-hmm. So the day of, I told my wife, Hey honey, do you want to come with me? I'm going to go to Times Square. You know, you're more than welcome to go check out the stores or whatever. I'll, I'll be in line. And she's like, Nope, I'm not coming. I'm <laughs> Uh, so I, I went there, um, ended up, instead of going in the morning, I went maybe four hours early and I saw two lines, one line being the line that ended up being that gigantic line and another line that was for, um, basically, uh, news article, people that work in the business that had some mm. either show, for example, Olivia Munn's people were there, okay. uh, and, um, I saw the opportunity being the uh, social engineering guy that I am to -hmm. jump onto that line. Sure. Why not? And I was waiting in line literally with uh, a a bunch of people from G4 TV and uh, (laughs) they were all, you know, saying, Oh, you know, where are you from? And um, one of them asked me directly, Hey, what publication I'm with? And I said, fkthat.com, which is a domain I own. <laughs> so I quickly, from my phone, uh, put a bullshit page up that I already had oh a few God. themes up and running. It's just that the index.html file was renamed. So I just sure. went in on, on on the FTP and I quickly renamed one of the standard uh, vanilla ones. <laughs> so if they would check it, it was there. But not that, that they did, but right. we were talking and we started talking about how uh, Olivia Munn Licks, uh, licked the PS3 and in general licks the console live. And well, you know, all joking, I was, you know, messing around with her. And she's like, Well, uh, if you do get a Wii today, you know, yeah, I'll lick it for you. <laughs> what What is the deal with like licking stuff? Because, like, when the Nintendo Switch came out, that was the thing, like, people licking the cartridges. They're like, know. Don't, don't lick the cartridges. Licking, but Olivia yeah. Mon is a very beautiful woman. And if she uh-huh. asks to lick my console, 
I am not going to say no to that. <laughs> Olivia Munn, is that a euphemism? No, it's not. All right, I'm still on board. Let's do it. <laughs> no, but here, so here's the interesting part. So yeah, I'm in line, but eventually people would have to check my credentials. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be a little bit hard for me to describe without using my hands because I'm a very uh, <laughs> uh, animated person. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but imagine if uh, there's... There's a two lines that now have broken apart. Uh, one is for the regular people waiting in line to buy, and the other one being for news people. I'm, I'm assuming that the the line for news people was exponentially shorter. There were 12 people there, and I okay. was like maybe fourth in line. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and and uh, the news people are let uh, let in hours in advance, uh, and not only right. that, but. Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to ruin the story, but more happened. Uh, so as the news line is moving in, the other line is static and w- won't move for hours. Mm-hmm. And it goes into Toys R Us and you would go into one door and they would exit literally a door right next to it. And uh, as the people in front of me went in the door, I just jumped to the other door. As if I was exiting. And the key in New York when you're doing any sort of shenanigan like that or social engineering is put on an angry face and right. just look annoyed that you're there and people will leave you alone. Because, <laughs> I mean, to them, you're just another New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I I like to be well-dressed. So you see a well-dressed New Yorker in an mm-hmm. area that um, the average person can't go, that people assume you're important. Sure. And you would see these big, you know, guys that are there as security uh, literally just look at me and and not, you know, do a thing because they uh, assume that I'm there with a reason and they let me be. Right. And uh, funny thing is, so I start walking and um, here I am uh, walking up to uh, and I'm going to butcher his name. But, you know, the previous president of Nintendo, which at the time he wasn't the president, but uh, Phil Zame. uh Phil's, Phil's, yeah, I always butcher his name. Um, it's and, all right. Yeah, and he's there with the father of Mario. And what? I'm <laughs> literally sitting between them, sitting, standing between them. And inside, I'm like, oh man, if only I had a power glove for him to sign. Or uh, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like geeking out on the inside and I'm like, oh, what do I have? On the outside, I look like an, an annoyed New Yorker that does not want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> And mind you, um, they uh, at that point, they had started uh, the festivities and they had live bands. And I was literally right next to the stage with the live bands. They had uh, ladies from MTV with short skirts doing handstands in front of us. Sure. And this is all happening on the side. So uh-huh. the average person couldn't even see it. But they could see the actual uh, music playing and the, li- uh, and the concert. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't see the handstand portion and all the famous people. So somebody uh, maybe an hour in tried to do the same thing that I did. And the security guards caught him so hard that I, like I felt it. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So here I am now I'm waiting. And, and at the same time they asked us, Hey, if you want to uh, purchase, you know, they're going to have to let the first uh, three people go in and buy first. Mm-hmm. And, but after that, we could basically cut the line if we wanted to. Uh, and that's when my wife shows up and she shows up on the opposite side uh, where, you know, the average person is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, 
okay, do I want to make my wife angry uh, <laughs> and stay here and and get, be the third or fourth one to get it? Or do I go with her and we sit in the line and hope they have enough copies? And uh, ultimately, I went with my wife and I waited in line. It took me a good six or seven hours after oh, man. that to get it. But you know what? I got my copy. Uh, I ended up going home around 3 a.m. in the morning and I, I basically <laughs> being me i got four controllers including the uh wiimote attachment that looks like a gamepad i right. got every game they had available i yeah i went all out and wow. you know what uh olivia mon didn't lick my Wii, unfortunately <laughs> well <laughs> i mean we can't have everything i guess i know i know <laughs> but i'll never forget it because just like in security, your weakest link is the people that you talk to. Uh, if you look like you belong and you believe that you belong, then everybody else will too. Right. So were were they not willing to like let your wife like stand next to you? Or would they well, consider that like just another potential person that could buy a Wii? Here's what I thought is right now I'm there. And I'm not supposed to be. Uh-huh. If I, you know, made too much noise about bringing sure. somebody else in, they would say, yeah, who are you again? Yeah. And that's what I was trying to avoid. Gotcha. That, and that u- makes and ultima- sense. Yeah. Ultimately, the people that I got to hang out with uh, was, you know, once in a lifetime. And sure. I'll never forget it. And uh, it's, I- it's cool <laughs> how that shit works out. Like waiting in, like I've, I've done my plenty of my fair share of waiting in line for mm. to buy stuff and to get uh, get inside concerts um and the, there's been like dozens of like friends and acquaintances that I've made over the last 10 15 20 years of doing that um and like you said like those friendships are like priceless and and it's mm. just See how how that shit works out sometimes like that where yeah like you make friends in the oddest of places but it totally makes sense like you're all gathered there because you're all obsessing over exactly. over the same thing like like you're all in love with you know this video game console mm-hmm. or this band or this thing whatever and and so it totally makes sense for you to like easily make friends yeah, yeah. or strike up a conversation with people you don't know like because you have things in common um mm-hmm. and and so i just i find it like kind of fascinating but also uh just very cool that things work out like that so, absolutely yeah. yeah um but yeah pushing forward um just real quick uh tony hawk pro skater one and two there's there's not a whole lot to talk about but i wanted to talk about it anyways um it's a thing um it's yep. gonna be for pc i think they uh the the article that i read it's only gonna be available on the epic game store uh and then and, and sorry uh, just to add to that um epic's epic game store has has been going out of their way and throwing their money to get as many exclusives as, as they can yeah and uh it's as a pc fan um, I'm, I'm a lot of people hate that they're doing that at the same mm-hmm. time. I understand why they're giving a bigger cut to the developers and they're trying to build their store. But at the same time, the software that runs their store is lacking at best. 
And sure. what annoys me, while most people get angry at Epic, I get angry at Steam because they're not taking them seriously. Mm. And they really should. Sure. Uh, they could have done a lot more than what they've done. But at the end of the day, the the market king is Steam. And uh, right. they're catching up. They're not there yet, but you know they're ca- catching up. And those exclusives hurt people. But at the end of the yep. day... I'm a sucker for getting something day one. So uh-huh. unfortunately the Epic store has been getting my money. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure this will be another case. Cause uh, I mean, like, you know, it, it'll be available on PS4 and Xbox one. Uh, but you know, I don't know a whole lot about PC gaming. I'm not really mm-hmm. tuned into, to the, that realm of gaming. I'm, I'm more of a console gamer. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm still kind of fascinated with like that competition that that you just kind of uh, elaborated on a little bit. Um, it's, I don't know, it, it's interesting how how people. I mean, I guess it's similar to like exclusive titles uh, mm. between Xbox uh, or Microsoft and and Sony. You know, uh, I guess kind of akin to those battles, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's well, fun it, to, it, to hear about that. Cause like I said, I, I don't really pay too much attention to like and games that are, are available on PC or mm-hmm. only available on PC. So the, it's a long conversation and really this <laughs> yeah, topic I bet. requires its own <laughs> mm-hmm. podcast, but, uh, to keep things short, they're timed exclusives. So the people that want to get it on Steam, they have to wait between six months to a year for each game, which kind of sucks. Sure. And it's bad enough because before, PC was king. Games would come out on PC first and bad ports would go to consoles. Now it's the opposite. Uh, most games are only consoles. And uh, the ones that come to the PC half the time are just bad ports, which, which is a shame. Right. So add, adding the Epic Store on top of things does not help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's, but uh, yeah, uh, Tony Hawk. Um, I mean, I'm, I played, I can't remember if I ever played one and two. I, I think I played them a little bit. I, mm-hmm. but three was legit my jam. Like I played the shit out of that on, I think, PlayStation 2. Two, one or I know. two, and then the N sixty four. I want to say is is what I really played Tony Hawk on. I feel like I should talk, stop talking to you, but I have so many reasons to stop talking to you. <laughs> this is just you know. Why? What did what did I, what did I say <laughs> now? I mean, so well, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two was king. Uh, they uh, they really took one and. And on the second one, they just improved it in every re- all the right sure. ways. Yeah, after it, that, it just started going downhill. Right. And I'm. So I'm. I'm not said six, uh, Nintendo 64 as well. That was the worst version of that game. <laughs> I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> shitting on one and two at all. Like I know, they're, I know. they're great games. I mean, that's why they're fucking remaking them. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, you know, I, I was just. It was just a personal anecdote that. That's where I I picked up uh, at when when I first started playing Tony Hawk games, um, 
Yeah, there, uh, that and then, you know, it's uh, as of right now, it's got a September 4th release date as of right now, uh, uh, un- unless it gets pushed back for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what so, as far yeah. as the uh, announcement, uh, I'm sad to say that even though I played uh, one and two a lot uh, on the PlayStation one, mm-hmm. uh, I I'm kind of after all the iterations after that, th- that genre has died for me. Sure. And uh, so when I heard about the announcement, I felt sad because I didn't even go to actually hear or research anything about it. So I really don't know much from the announcement. Uh, now, am I going to play them again? I will. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just one of those things where I, I'm more excited about if star citizen ever finishes than you know, the announcement of Tony Hawk one and two. Right. Yeah. I like, I totally get that. There's, there's several things that pop up like that for me, like almost on a daily or weekly basis that are like nerd or geek related, video game related, whatever, where like it's, it's a revamp or a remake or, um, mm-hmm. or just a new title um, that, that people have been waiting for for a really long time. And it's, might not necessarily be something that I'm super interested in, but I mm-hmm. am, or, or maybe I am, but uh, it's not something that I'm going to go. I have a, a, a need to go grab right away, but I can like be happy for those people that they're really excited about yeah, it. Yeah. Um. So, so I can definitely relate to that feeling where, where you're like, it, it's, it's a thing that's out there. That's, that's making a lot of people excited and happy, but it's not necessarily something that you are, you know, just right creaming now, your shorts over yeah. especially when i got the remake i always wanted and i'm not going to mention which game uh we're going to talk about it at the end right yeah uh, yeah and and yeah spoiler alert um they nailed it so mm-hmm. after that everything else is like okay uh, i got my remake scratch itch done oh, right yeah. right yeah um but yeah, I, you know, you were saying that you you haven't done too much research on on this this remake or revamp, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's that's fine because basically everything that I said is is what's known. Like there is uh, there isn't like a mm-hmm. solid set in stone track list as far as the the music goes because you know that that was always one of the biggest things with these games was mm. the the music yeah. um you know it was always like uh ska punk rock thrash metal mm. <laughs> um really fun stuff that like you would like skaters skate to um and that's part of the reason that made these games so so great and fun to play uh but you know that that's pretty much the i mean what i went over like i said is is really what is is known at this point now which, ha, have they shown any uh video footage of the remake you, or anything like you know that? i think they have and and from what i read um i, I didn't watch the video but yeah. from what i read there was music from the first two games that was being played during this video this the, okay. the gameplay video or, or trailer uh so I feel like we're kind of led to believe that uh, some, if not all of the original music that were in the first two games are going to be in, in this remake. So 
So that's something to be potentially excited for. Um, and uh, and I know leading to this announcement, uh, more than a few skaters um, and bands actually mm-hmm. uh, on different podcasts or Twitter uh, let it slip months in advance that uh, they are going to be in the next uh, Tony Hawk <laughs> Whoops! game. Yeah, and it's funny how many of them did that. And it was like week after week. It was almost fake, but it wasn't. That's the funny part. And then they made this announcement and I was like, okay, because at the time I was thinking to myself, well, it could be yet another Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater game. And let's face it, the last, what, three or four sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Or they might actually nail it this time. Uh, so it was one of those things where I didn't want to get my hopes up, but at the same time, I, I had more important things to worry about gaming-wise. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it still just hasn't hit me. Once I actually see the footage, I'm probably going to get pumped up again. Right. Yeah. That, that kind of sounds like the, the whole, I forget which Jonas brother it was. It was one of, one of the Jonas brothers, uh, that debacle, uh, between him and, uh, my chemical romance where he accidentally spilled the beans about my chemical romance, like being in the recording studio and like practicing and getting, just getting back together in general. Uh, and you know, like my chem, like spent so much time, like making it crystal fucking clear that they were not getting back together, that they had, they had no plans <laughs> to. And like, and poor Nick, joe whatever the fuck his name is uh, the jonas brother um he you know he tweeted uh like hey look i i just saw like members of my chemical romance practicing in the next studio over uh and uh and like no one like half the people like wanted to believe him so bad and others were like so pissed at him because like getting their hopes up like knowing that they they had no plans on getting back together but lo and behold he wasn't fucking lying. Like they ended up getting back together. And uh, if was still uh, a douche move, <laughs> but yeah. it, yeah, I mean, but man, I, I gotta be honest. If, if I was like in a recording studio for whatever reason, and I happen to see a couple, if not all of the members of my chemical romance, like practicing or playing music, like the next door down, I'd be like, guess what's fucking happening in my life right now. <laughs> Yeah, the difference is though you haven't made tons and tons of money in that industry. Yes, and, and I have like four Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't even have that. In fact, uh, I have a Twitter account that I never t- use. Uh-huh. I only have it to follow other hackers because they kind of announce things there first. Sure. Yeah, it's first. it's kind of like a Twitter version of a Finsta or whatever they call it. But um, yeah, back onto um, on the, the the gaming side. Yeah, we uh, can segue back to uh, <laughs> or, or get into um, PlayStation Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, do Do you want to talk about PlayStation Five yeah. and um, sure. Xbox Series X congruently at the same time? Okay. Like we can so, compare and contrast, or do you want to like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, I'm going to start and feel free to smack me with a virtual stick when you want me to either change lanes or slow down. Sure. I mean, like I could, you know, we were talking a little Mm -hmm. bit about this before uh, we hit record, but I can definitely talk more to the the PlayStation 5 specs, maybe not like the super in in detail tech specs, but like the, you know, like the DualSense controller 
uh, and you know, some of the other stuff, like I can definitely touch on. Okay. Um, Do you want to start, start on your end and, um, I'll start adding commentary and hopefully not go into a tangent. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, so it seems like the projected release dates, I mean, there's no solid date set in stone yet, Mm -hmm. but the, the projected release date for both consoles for right now is, is just holiday 2020. Yeah, um, and more specifically, uh, October uh-huh. uh, is what was early on leaked right. on Sony side, and it's one of those things where there's a reason why we don't have a price and a set release date because the two companies are literally playing chicken. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's they, exactly what's yeah. happening. They're uh, so Microsoft. So the, these both these companies are are not poor companies. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, Sony. Last I checked, was worth what uh, hundred and something billion, sure, hundred thirty billion, something like that. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah, and so they could definitely release a console and take a slight hit on a price, especially after the PlayStation Three debacle, where they released the price tag that uh, literally cost them the uh, the race. Uh, and Microsoft, on the other hand, is a $1.3 trillion company. Right. So they, they have a little bit more capital to uh, kind of mess with Sony. So what they're trying to do right now is they're waiting to see what price tag Sony drops. And Microsoft is going to basically try to beat it. Mm-hmm. And the rumor is they're trying to beat it by $50 to $100. And they're, this is a calculated cost because... The most expensive part right now is the is the RAM, sure. And especially with the new cell phones coming out with a, a DDR6 RAM, uh, they're trying to, yeah, it's not cheap right now to to, to create anything electronic. So right. Microsoft knows that their RAM is more shared and there's less of it than the PS5, mm-hmm. so they know automatically that the PS5 is going to be more expensive. Plus. Uh, Microsoft went with greater size to help dissipate the heat. Yeah. While the PlayStation 5, we don't know how it's going to look, but uh, from the developer kits that have been leaked and from the proposed um, FCC uh, plans, it looks like it's going to be a lot smaller than the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. So what that translates to is they had to go with a more expensive cooling unit to maintain that uh, cpu from amd which is more or less identical on both consoles but uh, engineered and tweaked in different ways mm-hmm. so microsoft now knows okay uh, well they're paying more for ram and they're paying more for the cooling unit so it's not going to be a cheap console they know how much theirs cost and they have a good idea how much sony's is going to cost but they're just waiting for sony to drop a price so they can beat it and Sony's not dropping a price because they want to make sure that Microsoft doesn't have enough time to adjust theirs. Right. Now, uh, it, it seems maybe I'm just not paying enough attention, which is uh, definitely uh, like me. It's in my, my <laughs> wheelhouse to just kind of glaze over the, the facts. But it's it, my recollection is that the the price points of the two consoles like whenever they're they're first released are mm-hmm. pretty 
similar historically speaking like you know with uh playstation what three and xbox 360 and then playstation 4 and xbox one um it seemed like the price points were pretty similar for both consoles if not the same like am i misremembering so on the playstation 3 uh, the xbox 360 was cheaper hardware wise it was also inferior but it didn't matter because it was at a price point that the average person could be okay with spending meanwhile on the playstation side the sony side uh, it was six hundred dollars right and if memory serves it was around 450 for the xbox 360 so okay. it was hard to justify a yeah. lesson that microsoft didn't really uh learn until the xbox one where they were forcing people to get the connect and it was padding the price of the xbox one by another hundred dollars but um uh, clearly pricing is extremely important because it cost sony the ps3 era they mm-hmm. as on ps2 they were kings uh, and then on uh, ps3 they flat out lost Every, the majority of the people were on microsoft side and sure. then things flipped again when uh, microsoft tried to a on the xbox 360 uh not 360 the xbox one increase the price for the connect and then uh leak not leak but announce in advance that uh they're going to be going away with used games that they wanted their online always drm which hurt them big time before release and during the actual release they reneged that and uh they said they were not going to do it but between the price and that the damage was done yeah and sony then sealed the deal uh when they kept on developing in-house uh games and microsoft basically fired half the studios that they had and the the rest they didn't really release anything internal like outside gears of war and halo mm-hmm. they really didn't have anything right so yeah. yeah they they right now microsoft is being smart and they're going to do their best to come ahead on this one and traditionally price and who comes out first uh, tends to dictate the market so right now right. it's like the most expensive game of chicken in history <laughs> um right yeah uh, it, it's definitely shaping up to to be like that i mean it's uh, like you know we're we're not super close to christmas time but you mm-hmm. know it, it does creep up rather fast so it's kind of interesting to see like the 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 few details that that we do have uh, and the lack of any price points uh, at this point in time yeah, yeah. Um, which it, traditionally now we would actually have that information right yeah um so i, I figured we could we could talk about the things about these two consoles that kind of have us excited um mm-hmm. i since i i kind of have a little bit less to talk about i'm, I'm sure you have quite a few um i'll, I'll kind of uh, give my two cents okay. uh, uh, first, real quick. Uh, I was I was really excited about the the backwards compatibility feature mm-hmm. for for PlayStation Five. Uh, for it, it looks like almost like four thousand plus PS4 titles will will be available for um, on the the PlayStation Five. I don't I don't know if that means that you can pop in a PS4 disc or if they'll only be available like via 
uh, the, the yeah. cloud or, or whatever. So with that, uh, that's that's the million dollar question. We know it's going to have backwards compatibility, but we're changing CPU architectures. Mm-hmm. So, well, let me rephrase that. One of the reasons why on the PS3 and PS4 you couldn't really do backwards compatibility was you were going from an IBM-developed CPU, uh, the octa-core, to an AMD one, which was more of a 686-based chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really couldn't emulate that unless you ha- literally had the, the same thing that they did with the PS3 and PS2, where the original fat PS3 had... Uh, the CPU and uh, motherboard uh, features all of the PS2, so it didn't emulate. It flat out hardware played everything, right? Uh, and of course, that was changed later on with a slim model, and they went to a uh, software emulation model. You know, that's ancient history, and I'm not gonna go deep into that. But just wanted to put a little, you know, asterisk. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. On this time round. <clears throat> I'm curious to see if they go more of a hardware emulation or a software emulation. Mm-hmm. Hardware is expensive, and the expensive usually goes towards the uh, the buyers. Right. So I, I don't know. We don't have that information. Yeah. And I kind of wish we did, but Sony hasn't put an asterisk anywhere saying only limited amount of games. It sounds right. like everything will play. So I'm, I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely keeping my ear to the ground as far as the the backwards compatibility factor goes with this. I'm I'm interested to see what what mm-hmm. they end up doing. Um, the the other thing, I mean, you know, I, we talked a, a bunch about the the uh, the, the Unreal Engine um, thing that, uh, of course, a lot of Collecting. that. Uh, yeah thing it's a very technical <laughs> term um you know Real and a lot of those right that and like the the ray tracing um mm-hmm. and, uh, that that all kind of ties in um to a little bit to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast but you know just to reiterate like reading about it it's kind of like i said earlier it a lot of it kind of goes over my head but what i do understand it's it's very interesting and incredible to to, mm. to think about and and see you know when, when we have the visual uh, examples like that uh, demo so, video speaking of ray tracing now nvidia didn't invent ray tracing but they definitely brought it to consumers in, in a package an expensive package but in, uh, in their in their current gen gpus uh now what's interesting about ray tracing about on the next gen consoles, they're both boasting that they have it, but they have AMD CPU GPUs, mm-hmm. and AMD doesn't have actual ray tracing in the traditional sense of the word. Like they, you could do software on it, but not hardware because it doesn't have the uh, dedicated cores for it. So it's interesting how we're for the first time ever we're seeing hardware from AMD. Uh, that doesn't exist on the PC market actually find itself first on the console market because uh, right now the GPUs that AMD is making have their RDNA uh, for that's RDNA 1.0, but mm. the consoles have RDNA 2.0. And that's basically giving us a peek on the GPUs that are going to be coming. 
and it looks like they are going to have ray tracing. On top of things, we know that um, the uh, uh, well, the metric that they use for the for benchmarking the GPUs, the so-called teraflops, is it's kind of a fake number, and, and okay. not that they're not giving us real numbers, but that entire metric is a marketing term. But okay. if we were to believe that marketing talk, uh, it's we're literally seeing the top end GPU from AMD. They're basically doubling its performance almost. And wow. And it's interesting because AMD has been behind NVIDIA when it comes to the GPU market. And when I say behind, very behind, they usually give you a good bang for your buck, but their top end GPU is a mediocre NVIDIA GPU. And sure. Again, I'm paraphrasing. I can go into details on that, but that's, Again, yeah by itself right right yeah um for so for people that might not be super aware of like what ray tracing is i'll kind of sum it up in like a one or two sentence thing that uh, that kind of makes sense to me and christian you can kind of like jump in and elaborate mm-hmm. if if i fuck it up or if you want to yeah. just elaborate further so like the the kind of gist that i got is like it, it simulates the the way that light moves in real life and how it can bounce off of various surfaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it also makes like certain elements in the game, like water and and glass and light reflection, uh, a character's yeah. hair just look super realistic. Is that kind so of you, in, you, in the you realm? Nailed it on the light aspect because. Uh, again, traditionally, uh, getting light to look realistic and to bounce naturally is mm-hmm. very expensive. Right. And when you're looking at a game, uh, when you're only most game engines only rendering what you see, and light is really bouncing on areas that you don't see and reflect backwards, it's it's difficult to fake that. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the Nvidia side, what they've done is they've they've added these cores that um, basically do calculations specifically on uh, ray tracing. So it allows the CPU and the GPU to worry about more important things. Um, It's even on the top end GPU from NVIDIA, the technology is not there to go full blown on it. But at the same time, uh, if you wanted to mix that technology with what you're already doing, you can come out with some pretty realistic effects and it wouldn't really cost you much performance. Right. Uh, Again, it's up to the developer to how they want to utilize the technology, but uh, there's, there's games, for example, like uh, the battlefield game where they went full blown. They wanted to have everything reflects and even uh, a building five blocks down from where you're shooting is still going to be reflecting light. And that made the uh, game run very, very slowly uh, uh-huh. for an FPS when you had the uh, ray tracing on full. Uh, but then there's other games like um, uh, Control, where it has a little more uh, less in depth. So the, the performance hit isn't as bad. So what I'm trying to say on the console side is that it all depends on the developer, how they want to use the technology. But right. the fact that they, it's going to be there, it is going to help uh, make a more realistic game out of it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's 
uh, like I said, I just wanted to bring that up because it was something that I was personally excited about. Uh, the mm-hmm. last thing I kind of wanted to touch on as far as PlayStation goes was the dual, the new dual. dual oh my God. The uh, new controller. I have, yeah, okay. I have like five tongues in my mouth, apparently. The dual sense well, controller. Uh, I know. <laughs> my wife's going to be happy about that. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, like the, the, it, it really seems like they are trying to find new ways to kind of immerse the, the, the player into the game. And mm-hmm. I like the route of the controller and doing it through the controller, like uh, having like the vibration. The, the yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the different vibration technology, mm-hmm. like you said, the haptic feedback with yeah. the L2 and R2 buttons. I, um, I, I think one of the examples they used on the website was like when you pull back like a bow uh, or, or an arrow on a bow mm-hmm. and arrow, um, it's supposed to give you uh, like a feeling, a tension sensation when, when you hold down the buttons. Uh, yeah. And it really like, it makes me want to, I was doing like, I was flexing my fingers. Like as I was reading, I was like, I want to feel what that feels like. I want to know. I want to know what it feels and like. That's the interesting part about that. Right. So right now, yeah, we know about this new technology and the uh, haptic feedback is not something that's new to cell phones, for example. Sure. But at the same time, you don't really know how that's going to feel until you have that controller and you play that game that properly utilizes it. So exactly. this could be a groundbreaking or it could be another Nintendo Switch uh, high definition vibration uh, gimmick where there's going to be three games that use it and then everybody else mm-hmm. is not going to care about it. And then the, right. the light version of the Switch doesn't even have it. Right, it's, yeah. Yeah, you don't know where it's going to go. I'm hopeful, and I think it's going to be great. But I have no fact to base it on. It's just, you know, feeling. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I had between... Uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, like I said, I How had. Dare I, de- you. I know. I know. How I... dare you? Hey, We're not so... going to talk about the CPU, the GPU, the new technologies, the, hey, the differences like I, between the two. <laughs> like I said, I I'm going to touch on a few things that I was personally excited for, and then boot it to you because you are you are the tech person <laughs> who who can speak more. Uh, All right. elaborately and cohesively to the, the more nitty gritty tech specs. I don't know about the, cohesively, the two- but uh, <laughs> I will definitely do a memory dump. Hey, I mean, <laughs> it, it, when you talk, it, it, it sounds good to me. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> so I'm a hardware guy and ultimately right. uh, whatever has the best, best specs tends to be my go-to. And mind you, for the people that don't know me, I will buy every console, every variation of every console. I am a collector, and uh, yes, I'm that guy. Uh-huh. But at the same time, um, I always play the game at on the highest spec uh, machine that's available. For right. example, if uh, if it's a console only game, then I will go with a console that has the best specs. If it's a uh, console and pc game then of course i'm gonna go with pc Mm -hmm. unless it's a scenario of uh you know of a bad port or or a game like for example monster hunter uh, was announced on the pc but it was almost a year later that the pc would get it at that point fomo gets me and you know i'm day one on the console right but 
TLDR, before I go into details, as of right now, when it comes to specs, the Xbox wins. Yeah, I, I if I had if you said David, what do you think is, is is the front runner? I would have picked Xbox because it seems like historically and especially now the Xbox uh, is focusing on the the hardware uh, and the the really techie nitty gritty little small detail side of now, things. So and now again before I get lynched. Uh, there's many different reasons to buy a console. And even though specs wise, and when I say specs, uh, I'll go a little bit deeper. Uh, the CPU can actually sustain higher clock speeds and not just consistently higher, but it, um, it gives developers uh, static levels that they could use it. And mm-hmm. uh, it'll dynamically adjust depending on what uh, power it's given to the GPU, the CPU, and what utilization it's getting. Uh, It can actually run on all cores at a higher clock than the PS5. But at the same time, the PS5 has a slightly faster NVMe drive. It has faster and more dedicated RAM. It has um, uh, a technology which I personally, as an audiophile, looking forward to, uh, a way of uh, reshaping the way that uh, audio is being delivered. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to measure where your ear is and actually uh, adjust how sound comes out from the speakers to hit you at the right level, which, oh. quite frankly, I have no idea how they're going to make that work. But uh, <laughs> Mike Cerny went, um, explained a, a bit about that tech, and I geeked out. Yeah, that, uh, that sounds the, uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. On the other side, uh, at the end of the day, uh, what most people buy a console for is who has the exclusives they're looking for mm. and what console their friends are playing. Because right. Because nobody wants to be that guy that got the other console or gal yep. uh, that ultimately can't play with your friends. So I know I mean, that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll admit that uh, I bought an Xbox 360 strictly so I could play with my friends. Like yeah. I was, a casual gamer. I've always been a casual gamer. I've never been like super into gaming. And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but um, I, but like all my friends were playing Halo ODST and, um, and the, the call of duty that Mm -hmm. was out at the time. You said duty. Uh, and, um, and, and so I just, I wanted to be part of like my friends, like inner circle when they would do like either online parties or land parties, I was like, I want to be part of the, the, the thing I want to, I want to play too. And so like, I bought, you want to play with their thing? Wow. Yes, I know. Uh, I want to play with your Wii and, um, <laughs> with your Wii. <laughs> right. And, and so I would, I, I went out and I bought one, yeah. but you know, lo and behold, I actually, I, I had a fucking great time, you know, playing those mm-hmm. games. I didn't play too many other games, but yeah, sorry. I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, just no, as I, like a little, at anecdote. the end of the day, there's, there's no wrong answer on what console sure. works best for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only speak about myself and I'm a hardware tech guy. Yeah. I'm usually the first person to gut that console. One of the <laughs> first people to see what makes it tick. Yeah. Ways I could bypass certain things. I'm not going to go into deep in that, but <laughs> Yeah, uh, basically, uh, when I own something, I like to make it do things that it's not meant to do. Right. So uh, that being said, I'll have all consoles and uh, I can't wait for them to announce pricing so that I can actually start Mm pre-ordering 
mm-hmm. uh, the consoles. And unfortunately, now where we live, uh, I don't have any ins of, to to get something, uh, you know, in advance or to guarantee a copy until they announce and they allow some pre-orders. And hopefully, they're not going to sell out, which they are. Uh, <laughs> right. It's going to be a situation where I'm going to probably have to camp the computer, write a few scripts, and have a few VMs running trying to catch one console per. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it uh, now, if you want on on the PS5 side, uh, it, the C, the CPU fundamentally is the same, but mm-hmm. the way that it utilizes itself is different. So on the PS5, they went a different route to where. It'll see. It'll try to overclock itself as as high as it can, but it's all, it's a boost. It's not a base clock. So what happens with the boost is it cannot be sustained there for too long. Uh, usually, for example, and this is kind of comparing apples to oranges, but on Intel, for example, their Turbo Boost technology uh, has a time limit on it. So if you keep the CPU cool, uh, cool enough and you give it enough power. Uh, it will overclock certain cores higher. But when it hits this uh, magic number, uh, it'll, regardless of your temperature, regardless of the power that you're giving it, it will down, uh, drop that boost clock. It, it cannot sustain it nonstop. Right. So on the console side, and this is, again, a little bit of a speculation, but Mike Cerny did say that the boost clock is going to boost itself up whenever it can. And what it'll try to do is it'll talk with a GPU and it'll see, hey, do for this frame that I'm now processing, do I need more CPU or GPU? And it'll downclock the GPU so it can push the CPU higher and vice versa. Hmm. So it, it's interesting how they're doing that. And, and that could be the real difference right there. Because even though they can't hit the high clocks, the the... the static high clocks that xbox one x can um sorry called it the xbox one x oh god uh, the xbox <laughs> series x uh it still has the potential of hitting those peaks and that adjustability so it really really is up to the game developers to to make something great out of that and right uh, and the faster ram uh and the larger ram is important especially for loading times and loading assets and having assets ready and then the nvme is fast enough that it really is as fast as ram at this point almost not there but it's the speed difference is negligible when you're loading things what's interesting and i said that before and i'll mention it again is the way that developers now are going to develop levels is going to change dramatically right it, that's the biggest generation leap there. And un- until we actually get some games and people see it, they really won't understand the impact that that has. Mm-hmm. And from somebody that, for me, for example, uh, when I build computers, I go crazy builds. I make supercomputers whenever possible. And uh, one of the static, standard things that I do is I get between 6 and 10 NVMe drives and run them in RAID 0. What that means is they run as one big drive and okay and ultimately uh the uh, the load time differences for the layman isn't that great but for the amount of data that i move and utilize it really makes a massive difference and we're gonna see some really cool things coming out in the console world right on yeah uh 
Yeah, that's well. I understood some of those words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, I, like I said, I can get off on a tangent. This is me giving you the quick version out of everything because right. No. <laughs> no. I uh, like I said. I um. It it very much seems to me that like I said a few minutes ago that if you are more into the, the, the computing and the, the techie side of what's, what makes consoles tick and, and what makes them run really well or just run in general um, and maybe like customizing or, or whatever. I mean, it mm. seems like Xbox has historically been the way to go for for that kind of person because it's made by Microsoft. Historically, uh, let's let's if we look at it historically, let's look at the first Xbox. Microsoft sold it at a loss. Uh, they knew they wouldn't make any money out of it. They knew mm-hmm. that they would lose a ton of money, but they needed to be in the game for at least one generation to be taken right. seriously. Yeah. Uh, even though they jumped in late in that generation and it was more stronger than the PS2, the PS2 at the time was the highest selling console ever uh, up until Oh that. yeah, it fucking dominated. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the Xbox 360, they they're like, "Okay, we want to make a profit now. So we're not going to make the strongest machine that we can." In fact, uh up until uh, uh Cliff Blazinski uh saw a dev unit and uh, Microsoft asked them what do you think about this unit? He said, uh, it's going to suck unless you at least double the RAM. And they did. And the RAM was still not as good as the PS3. Wow. CPU-wise, it wasn't as good. In fact, the Xbox 360 couldn't even do true 1080p. Uh, it, it was a butchered version of it. Hmm. Uh, so the PS3 was hands down the superior uh, console in specs. But at the end of the day, the the price hit him so hard that the Xbox started getting around and the Xbox and at the time uh, Sony still had exclusives but Microsoft had learned and had started stealing those exclusives from them or getting the time the exclusive situation so yeah Microsoft won the war they lost the the first year they won it well, since the first year the first generation they lost it the second generation and then um sorry they they lost the first generation they won it the second generation and then on the third generation which was the xbox one they lost it again so mm-hmm. they they know what they have to do and they are their current lead uh philip philip spencer he's a gamer he's mm-hmm. he took a product which was the xbox one which let's face it was a complete and utter failure <laughs> and got it from having the worst rep to actually ending on a good note uh, the Xbox um, One X was uh, hardware-wise uh, superior. The uh, uh, the the lack of exclusives uh, they started fixing by buying more studios. Uh, mm-hmm. The they saw an opportunity to basically create a the Xbox Game Pass, where uh, at the time nothing else existed like it, so people could pay a, a monthly subscription and actually play download games and play the full versions of them, not a cloud-based game like a full-on game. At right. the same time, he brought into the situation that said, okay, if you buy it from the Microsoft Store uh, as a digital game, uh, we'll give you the PC version and the Xbox versions for you to play. And that wasn't something that Sony could even do. So he took a bad situation and really ended it the best way possible uh, 
because there was no winning that. And mm. he's smart enough now to know that this game of chicken is essential. And they're playing their cards right. I, I hate that they're doing it. I really do. But uh, they, they, you know, they really have to nail this one. Right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was going to ask you, uh, I don't think this is a conversation that we've had before, but as far as console exclusives, <clears throat> I, I'm not sure if you're, uh, you know, where you sit as far as you know, if just in general, if you dig console exclusives and um and kind of pay attention to those but i was curious to see where you sat on which side of the fence you sat on whether you're you tend to lean towards xbox exclusives or or playstation so are you asking me if i like exclusives or if i prefer the exclusives of one company versus the other uh sorry that i i guess i shittily phrase that uh the the, the latter uh, which which console do you prefer as uh as so far as exclusives I, go i play every sort of game except uh sports games okay. i'd rather play those in real life than on game but everything else i am in especially on the rpg side and uh more on the single player aspect mm-hmm. and uh when it came to exclusives Sony really nailed it in this mm-hmm. generation. I mean, you got so many amazing games. It's not even funny. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't, this generation wasn't really even a choice. Microsoft had two exclusives and they happened to be two exclusives that I was burnt out on already on. Right. So yeah, Sony absolutely captured my attention this generation. Now, next generation is the key, really. What's going to mm-hmm. happen? We know Sony's going to continue the single player route and multiplayer, but they've they've nailed it. They 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 the the industry right now, well, up until recently, EA and all the big AAA companies were saying no, single player games are dead. People want uh, uh, online games only. People want um, I'm forgetting my uh, terms now, but um, uh, play as a service type of games, right? Because uh, Ultimately, that's what is making them tons of money. Mm-hmm. Loot boxes and junk like that, which I absolutely hate. Uh, if you see the numbers, uh, EA alone on their worst quarter made billions and billions of dollars just on loot boxes alone. And I'm not talking about game sales. If you had to compare a game sale to the loot box from that game, we're talking about, what, 50 times the return higher mm-hmm. on the loot boxes, which I hate. But at the same time, we're all falling for it. So I know I've paid for a few myself. And right. I hate for it, but <laughs> it's, you know, when they're seeing that kind of money, of course they're going to push the agenda towards there. And AEA is one of the most hated companies on the planet. And yeah, people fucking hate those guys. Yes. But guess what? You know, they don't care as long as, long as they make, make money. And that's mm-hmm. why I loved it when, well, now the previous, uh, CEO of Sony uh, was basically sitting down and they had like a, uh, I forget which if it was where if it was just a streaming announcement or an actual physical one so don't quote me on that but they were taking jabs at other companies that don't do single player and they were throwing the numbers of how well God of War did how well Spider-Man did mm-hmm. and you know just all the single player uh, items that they had so 
I'm happy. I want to see more of that. I want to play the next God of War. I want to play the next Spider-Man. I, you know, there's there's a ton of games that I'm looking forward to. It's just, you know, hardest part is waiting for them to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it, I I feel like that's a pretty good place to tie a bow on it, and uh, and and maybe iterate reiterate some some final thoughts if you have any before we move on to our shit that doesn't suck segment sure um well i'm gonna end it with the uh, fry from futurama meme saying shut up and take my money (laughs) that's a pretty good closing argument statement yeah just shut up and take i mean i would say the same thing if i had money like if, (laughs) if i had it i'd be like yes I'll take one of each, please and thank you. Uh, but I will be lucky if I can get a PS5 like six to well, eight months down the road after it's released. You can come and play my five. Oh, thanks, <laughs> man. <laughs> I appreciate that. On your giant fucking screen that takes up an entire wall in your house. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that I like that would be. What can I say? Yeah, that would be pretty dope. All right, uh, do do you want to go first with uh, our shit that doesn't suck? Sure. I already know so, your game, but you know, yeah, uh, for our listeners, I loved Final Fantasy VII, and at this point, it's almost a cliche of because so many people love that game. Sure. So it was, and again, I know they use this in an advertisement, but it's the first time that I completely agreed with a marketing term. Uh, the most highly anticipated remake of all time. Okay. It, it really is difficult to make a, a game justice um, after so long and waiting for so long. Uh, and the hype, the, am- the crazy amounts of hype we've had for this game to actually meet and exceed that bar is was almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Yet I am very happy with the product that I played. I, I can't wait for the next part. And uh, my the only thing I'm sad about is that they made an announcement that uh, they're going to uh, now give us more than a few chapters. Because originally we were talking about three, then it was talked down to two. Now the toxin is they don't know how many chapters. And it could be, uh, you know, five or six for all I know. Hmm. But hey, yeah. I can't wait for this to play the rest. I really enjoyed it. The, they they nailed it, and right. uh, I just wish there was a PC port for it with higher resolution textures. Yeah, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy it's it's never been my jam. I, I've never been a huge fan of of those kinds of games. Or How of, dare you? And this know. is where we end the podcast. And uh, hey, I, hey, hey good not, day. We're, I say good day. <laughs> we're not ending it right here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, it, RPGs just they just. Never really been yeah. my jam. I'm I'm definitely more of a first person shooter kind mm-hmm. of person. Um, but again, there's uh, nothing wrong with that, r- right? But like I said earlier in the podcast, like this is one of those things where I am super excited and, and glad that people are enjoying it. Just like with with Animal Crossing and and that whole phenomenon mm-hmm. and and craziness that happened with especially with it coming out right now um with the whole quarantine thing yeah (laughs) yeah like i mean i know that 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 didn't happen on purpose it was just a a total accident uh, of course you know because the the game had been uh set for this due date for you know i'm sure quite a while i mean uh, it's been delayed quite a bit 
Right. So I, uh, I was almost half expecting it to get delayed yet again, but uh, I'm glad they didn't. And it right. saved me because both my kids play it too. Yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> I I mean, I, I don't have a Switch yet. Uh, whenever I do get one, I definitely plan on getting it, uh, uh, getting Animal Crossing. But I mean, it, just like I was saying, it, that was another instance of of my feeling of joy that that other people are getting out of mm-hmm. out of playing this game or or watching this movie or, or whatever. Like, uh, I mean, because you know, life it it fucking sucks sometimes, and yeah. you know you got to squeeze every yeah, and and you got to squeeze whatever enjoyment you can, whatever you enjoyment you can out of it. And if, and if it's a, a video game, then, then so be it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, um, off of my soapbox, my shit that doesn't suck is, uh, it's not a super new title. It's within the last couple of years. Um, but I, so I beat Spider-Man for the PS4 um, a, a while back, but my wife, Lindsay and I, of course, you know, Lindsay, but for mm-hmm listeners um we just we finally got around to purchasing the the dlc the the extra stories the story arcs that you can play and we started playing the uh i I think the the overarching theme quote-unquote i guess is the uh the city that never sleeps and then there's like three or four different stories that you can play and the first one uh just in the list we we just picked that one and it was the like the black cat storyline yeah Um, that was the first dlc they released yeah and it's been a ton of fun it it, holy shit it it's so fucking difficult like they i mean like when i went back through like you know you can once you beat the game you can replay it from the start but with all the goodies that you Mm -hmm. you snag throughout your first go around well like you know it's it's so easy to replay with all those goodies and like just tear through fucking enemies. Like they're nothing. But when you play these DLCs, it's like they assume that you already beat the game or they assume you're already at a certain like XP level or something. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's pretty damn difficult. Um, it's taken Lindsay and I, uh, quite a few deaths to get through (laughs) certain parts of the, uh, the, this first DLC. Um, but holy shit, it's, it's fun to, to revisit this game. Cause we both loved it. Our first playthrough. And, uh, I mean, of course we're, and we're just big Spider-Man fans. The DLC? Uh, not yet. We're, I mean, we're okay. still playing. I, I think we're maybe like halfway to two thirds of the way through it. Uh, I, I feel like, but, um, so, Here's what happened with uh, my playthrough. So the game was out. I basically binged it. I played mm-hmm. it nonstop, finished it, enjoyed it. I had the season pass, but there were there's you know no DLCs were released yet. So I put it in the back burner, thinking, okay, no worries, I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, last month uh, I went back to it. Okay. Only to realize that the save game that I had that had beaten it was no longer there. And the last save that I had was basically at the point where, again, I'm not going to give any spoilers in case somebody hasn't played it, but sure. at the point where you're going to the prison and there's a prison break happening. Oh, no. 
So I was like, God, I got to redo all this stuff. And I five minutes in, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm pausing this. <laughs> I haven't gone back to it. So I haven't done the DLC yet. But I, I, I am going to do it. It's just one of those things where I just had to, you know. Right. Well, I mean, it. yeah, it'll... As far as I know, it'll it'll always be there. So I mean, yep. you know, there's you can you can just pick it up whenever you want to. I'm I mean, that's thinking on when the next uh, gen comes around. Maybe uh-huh. I'll do it then, sure. Just so I could uh, as a refresher, like, and not just that, uh, like do a, a little uh, fake uh, re- uh, reenactment on on how they were showing loading times on that game on the next oh, gen console. Okay. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how fast that can mm. go as Spider-Man. There's a limit to how fast you can go, but still, uh, right. you know, it, it'll be an, a great time to do it. Kind of like I'm doing the same thing for uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, mm-hmm. Once you reach the end, you unlock difficult, uh, diff- uh, hard difficulty, and you can go play again, and your XP continues, your items continue, you get to select whatever chapters you want, more stuff unlocks, and it, it, it's all in all, I definitely want to go back and basically fully finish every little thing before the next chapter comes out. And right. I, I told myself, well, it, if the n- new consoles come out by the end of this year, uh, even if they get delayed a bit, it you know I'm not going to see the next version of this game until at least a year from now, minimum. Mm-hmm. So might as well just do all of that on the next-gen console and kind of get the benefit of the added frame rate and uh, whatever other goodies uh, I get at the time. Sure. So at least that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that's a, a good place to kind of tie a bow on this episode. Uh, we're, we're, hit, we're wrapping up right at our kind of expected runtime which is absolutely perfect uh so um christian once again thank you so much for especially on such short notice for for coming on uh, and uh you know uh elaborating on all the things that i could like i said only like read and then regurgitate to, to my listeners it's, it's all good i i was uh here naked and uh, hiding away from my family so sure a reason to talk yeah, I mean, and I, I wouldn't expect anything different, honestly. Um, <laughs> and, and in fact, I was I was hoping that you would be recording naked. Uh, and and well, I'm always recording naked, but this is my first <laughs> podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's that's another new thing in the books. Uh, it's an, another new thing you can add. Be like, hey, I did this today. I recorded yeah. a podcast naked. I mean, how many other people can say that aside from maybe like super niche podcasts where they're like, Hey, we record this podcast naked. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. No (laughs) animals hurt during the the recording. (laughs) No, no animals were, were harmed during the recording of this naked podcast. Um, but yeah, like I said, thank you so much for, for coming on and dropping some knowledge. I, I appreciate it. Um, and, and please definitely come back again in the future for, you know, whatever topic, um, we uh we choose we talk it's... about brie larson and Ra- oh, Rian oh Johnson. Yes. we we won't sarcasm <laughs> he said with heavy sarcasm yes um yeah we'll we'll just have to steer clear of those topics unless it's no, just we should a talk a lot about them. And, <laughs> right and i'll be more than happy to uh plaster it all over their twitter feeds 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, right. thank you so much for uh, for tuning in to this episode. Uh, as always, please take the time to subscribe to the podcast. We're pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube. Go like and follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we have a brand new Facebook group page as well as our regular Facebook page. Um, the we uh, of course still do a lot of updating and and whatnot on the Facebook page, but like I said, with the group, it is more structured to like a conversation kind of thing. Christian is in there quite a bit, um, trolling uh, as as the kids hey. say. Um, I I'll, I'll I'll post like a poll or something like that. You can uh, call me a grammar Nazi. You can call me a detail oriented, but uh, trolling no. No, you you don't think so? I, right. I don't troll. I know what I like, and I don't. I know what I don't like. A troll would. Uh, I'm, I'm delaying the ending, but a troll <laughs> will, will get people to fight. I sure. am usually the person fighting. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, yeah. So maybe I misused the word troll or, or just didn't didn't utilize the correct verbiage that that would describe you. But yeah, you, you can call me a prick. That's fine too. <laughs> I mean, like there was one instance where I, one poll where I forgot to, I think it was the Star Wars one where yes. I, I asked what I listed all three trilogies and said, Hey, what's your favorite? Because it was May the 4th. And I forgot to disable that feature with Facebook polls where users can add their own option and selects more than one option because you can customize that. You can you can make those things not a thing with your poll. And I totally forgot to do that. But Facebook doesn't have the functionality where you can go back and like you can edit the verbiage in your uh, your post, but you can't edit the functionality of the poll itself unless you want to delete it and start all over. And by that point, people had already been voting and commenting. And I was just like, Oh fuck it. I'll, I'll deal with the aftermath later. I'll we'll do it live. Oh, fuck it. We'll do it. Live. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, all that to say, go search for the Facebook group uh, page. Cause that's where all the fun conversations go down um, as far as polls and, and uh, other fun conversations, stuff like that. So yeah, go go hit us up on there and all the other social media. We appreciate you supporting this uh, us there. And um, if you like giving money to strangers, we also have a Patreon. Uh, all your money goes to upgrading equipments uh, and and funding trips to conventions and all that cool jazz. So know that we're not like taking your money and like spending it on crack whores and blow. We're so, not. Uh, <laughs> not today. Uh, uh, maybe later. Uh, but yes uh as of right now your your money goes to just making the show a better show uh it's not going to replace your shitty host and co-host but uh the audio quality will significantly improve over time um so so there is that uh but i have rambled for too long christian like i said thank you for coming on thank you for having me Yes, listeners, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, congratulations, and I'm sorry. Um, and as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye!